Hey everyone, welcome to the inaugural episode of The Gaming Hook, a new podcast about the world of gaming from two brothers. My name is Barry. And I'm Ben. Um, we have decided that what we're going to do is we're, we're actually going to try and keep a a gaming enthusiast kind of approach to this. Rather than a fanboy approach, we're going to talk to you about multiple platforms each week. Um, can't promise that it'll be even because obviously the news changes here and there by platform um, but generally speaking um, I'm going to cover the Xbox side of things um, and I'm also going to cover Stadia um, I'm going to cover more of the PC aspects and then also also some PS PlayStation aspects as well excellent and then what we'll also do is we'll also throw a little bit at the end with a heads up to any freebies that are kind of floating out there in the gaming world at the minute that are worthwhile people jumping in and, and picking up and giving a try Cool. So, uh, introductions. Um, I'm 22, so and I've been gaming probably, I'd say, I, loosely since about five, um, but religiously for the past ten years or so, I'd say, um, across different platforms. Started uh, first thing I remember is Nintendo 64, Mario Kart, and obviously up until latest Jed stuff. Um, but yeah, that's me. Crikey. Nintendo 64 is your yeah, starting I'm, point. I think so. Yeah, that's what I can remember. Is you know Mario Kart and the Nintendo 64 back in the day. It's sometimes difficult to remember that there is the best part of a you know a sizable age gap between the two of us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my um, I'm 35. Um, my first gaming experience was a um, an Atari uh, followed by a ZX Spectrum, um, and then I fell in love with Nintendo. Right up until I uh, discovered PlayStation. Um, right up until the point now where I've gone through being an Xbox gamer, um, and I am now fully on board as a pro member of Stadia. Yeah, I think it's. I and there's a lot of people that say different things about Stadia, but there is also a lot of people that are saying good things about Stadia, which is good to see because it, for us at least, you know, has worked incredibly well. Absolutely, and I, you know, I think that's one of the things. I think what you tend to see is, or certainly I see anyway, I see a lot of people talking negatively about Stadia, uh, but a lot of those people that are talking about talking about it negatively haven't even tried it. Um, you know, they're just kind of, it's not a Microsoft, it's not a PlayStation, so it's not. Let's forget it. Let's just put it to bed. It's rubbish. We're just going to hate on it. Um, it's new to the market, and it's that's the kind of thing that happens when you know when people are challenged. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think you know, yeah, pretty much everything you said. It's just it seems a shame for it to be. Obviously, oh yeah, there are features that they said that would happen that didn't initially happen, but that I've I've seen that across everything. That's not just limited to Stadia. I think it's kind of because it's Google. They maybe thought, yeah, we can take a bit more of a shot at it than. You know something like PlayStation or nin Nintendo or Xbox, because yeah, I think yeah. they've all had their fair share fair share of problems. So, I, well, I, I, you know, I think that's the the thing to look back on is you know everybody's judging Stadia right now by how maybe PlayStation are handling the launch of PS5 or how Xbox are talking about Series X, what they're doing. But ultimately, I mean, Xbox have you know have gone through multiple generations of consoles. Sony likewise um, 
you know they've got it wrong in the past they've won and lost wars because of their approach because of features because of you know standpoints on on what features they were you know, were going to put in and then decided not to you know all those various sorts of things it, it's a regular thing i think that the where the difficulty is is once they kind of um push the stadia platform i think what you'll you know what you are seeing now is it's very easy for them to update features um you know either on a weekly basis or you know every month or whatever they throw a you know a, a couple of feature updates out mm. there and it seems to be at a whilst they've got more room to grow um it seems to probably be at a, a faster rate than you see development maybe on you know on the console side oh yeah i think yeah i <laughs> i agree i think you know it really if you look at consoles the updates aren't exactly yeah okay there's probably a few updates every week to stop like to change bugs and stuff but stadia seem to be chucking in things left right and center whenever they can it seems to be every week and then they're announcing you know as many games as the eye can see i won't take you know the whole stadia segment of this away from you but they just seem to be chucking everything at it so good on them i guess you know keep exactly. it up and you know, and the best part is the updates you don't even know about. You know, you get an email to tell you that the updates have have been done, but they've been done. Um, you don't have to sit and wait for them to get done. You don't have to wait for the games to get patched. It just happens. Yeah, no, I do quite enjoy that <laughs> compared to yeah. yeah, everything, every other experience. Really, it's you know the updates are just there, but but yeah, exactly. no. Exactly. Yeah. I turned my Xbox on the other day for the first time uh, in a number of weeks and I, all I wanted to do was watch a film and I had to download a system update just for that and then I had to download an app update for the Blu-ray player uh, and it took me about, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes before I could start watching a film. It's good job I didn't want a game because I probably would have been bored by that point. No, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, I think you're going to pick up on PC to start. Yes, with, I, I am going to pick up on PC. I obviously we've had brief discussions about it, and I'm sure anyone who's following these companies will know. But obviously, id Software released Doom on the 20th of March. It lockdown's been a long time now, so I think it's around <laughs> yeah, the 20th yeah, of March. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Um, it's really well reviewed. You know, everyone seems to be loving it. There have obviously been a couple of issues that have popped up. The first one being the soundtrack. As far as I'm aware, the first one was the soundtrack. Um, obviously, Mick Gordon did the soundtrack for the game, and then when it came to recording the album, he had missed several deadlines, etc. But it kind of spiralled out of control, and no one really knew what was happening until... Marty Stratton came along and said look this is how it is obviously that's one side of it I guess we don't know both sides of it and said this is what it is you know there were deadlines that weren't meet that weren't met sorry um, so it kind of it kind of spiraled from there because initially they didn't say anything and then the whole community were like let Gordon finish his work let Mick Gordon finish his work let Mick Gordon finish his work and it kind of just spiraled until Marty came on and said, "Yeah, that's not quite how it was." Um, yeah, 
This is a bit of a PR nightmare, I think. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, I think. Um, and then, obviously, Marty said they're not working with Mick for the DLC or anything, which it's a shame, because I think, you know, 2016 and Doom Eternal had amazing soundtracks to go along with an amazing game, and I think oh, both of them absolutely. kind of, you know, built each other up rather than, you know, yeah, people are going to go for a joke, say... I bought Doom Eternal for the soundtrack. It's nice that it came with a free game, you know, but <laughs> it, yeah. Um, so that kind of got resolved. I think everybody was a bit like, okay, you know, fair enough. Um, it went fine again, and then it added De Nuvo anti-cheat. Now, I was being on PC. I'm not a massive tech expert, but this anti-cheat had access to, I think it was like, kernel level access or whatever I'm not going to pretend I know 100% what it means um, but it apparently posed quite a security risk so um, and apparently broke the game for a lot of people yes <laughs> that, yes, there were apparently a lot of performance issues related to it um, and you couldn't start either the campaign you couldn't start the campaign without it basically you couldn't play without it running in the background which annoyed a lot of people and led to a massive, massive review bomb. Which I'm not going to go into either. I agree with review bombs because, yeah, okay, maybe I will. In certain, so in certain terms, I don't think I do because I originally at first thought I don't think this isn't a decision. I think I thought this was a Bethesda decision until it came out and said look this was our decision um, but you know they put their hands up and said this is something that we added um, but you know we know it wasn't the right thing to do now given your feedback so we've taken it out and they have I think as of the update as of yesterday for PC they've taken it out um, it looks like the reviews have changed they're starting to go back to normal again but I know <laughs> I know Valve and Steam have an anti-review bomb policy so they start to take all of them out but I didn't see it happening with this so yeah, yeah. keep an eye on and see what happens I think so. I think from what I've looked at it's kind of gone back to the normal just positive stuff um, I think it was back at a 9 out of 10 on Steam uh, so it's, yeah. it's unfortunate it it's unfortunate because it's such a good game and to have I say you know it's more PR issues isn't it really and then obviously a bit more of a software issue. Um, yeah, they no, did definitely. come out. They did come out and say that they also changed some of the coding to do with virtual RAM or VRAM or graphics memory or something like that that caused it. But there was a lot of things done by other people comparing, you know, when Denuvo Anti-Cheat was run on their games and the outcomes of that on performance, and there was quite a measurable bit of performance. So. Yeah. yeah, it's never um, good. No, I mean it's safe to say. I mean, you obviously had it on PC. I've got it on Stadia, um, and I think it's fair to say that from both our perspectives, we um, we thought the game was great. It, you know, it really was a fantastic game and a really good follow-up to the 2016 one. Um, I'm happy to say that the um, the patch that went out for Stadia actually improved it. Um, didn't break anything, so... Uh, oh, that's a start. 
it's a good place to be. Yeah, they don't want to be breaking anything else. So, um, I know, I'd, I'd be intrigued as well to, you know, to understand as well whether the concept of whilst I know that a lot of the manufacturers are starting to or manufacturers, software developers are trying to work on, on ways to stop people cheating the systems you know, you can't help but wonder that they asked, um, I seen uh, online a couple of weeks back they asked a guy to show them how he got Doom through Doom Eternal um, so quickly Oh, was this the speedrunners? Uh, yeah, he did the speed run, and then he was level jumping, um, <laughs> you know, cutting chunks of the game out, and yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh, from what I remember, there was a, I, I think I watched it actually, it was on IGN, they had a lot of the developers sat there, you know, watching this guy do it, yeah, and they, they were just cheering him on, which was really nice to see, instead of just going, oh, why is he doing that, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> one of those moments where the developers all sit around and go, I've, I've spent the best part of two years plus, maybe, potentially from concept to uh, to completion, trying to build that and make that and you've just flown through it in, uh, <laughs> and torn it apart in, in, a, in a, a matter, matter of, of minutes. minutes. Yeah, literally, I think it was on 20 minutes now or something, I think, last time I checked. Uh, something um, like that. Something crazy. I managed it, yeah, it makes me feel rubbish at the game because it I think it I did it I can't remember how many hours I mean I went through and got all the secrets and stuff but I think it took me at least 15 hours to get all the way through and for this person to have done it in 20 minutes and I I don't know whether to be embarrassed or not but (laughs) well if it makes you feel any better I've I've paced it because I didn't want it to end so uh, yeah I tried to do that uh, yeah I, I think I'm just over halfway through Okay, uh, but I've I've been really good at mixing my game library, so I just didn't want it to end. So I've kind of put it back and said I'll come back to that. And every now and again, I go through it, do a level, maybe even two, and then I'll put it back in the corner again and and carry on. Yeah, I, ca- I kind of I wish I had that you know restraint. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't. And as soon as it came out on the twentieth, that was as much as I played for the next two weeks or so. Um. I tried to pace myself by not playing, you know, I limited myself at one point to like one or two missions a night <laughs> rather than, you know, yeah, but it, it I, did, I didn't want it to end and I know obviously they've got DLC coming out which I'm looking forward to and I, I don't mind paying for DLC in this way because it's story and given how well they did with this game and the previous one and all the others of course that I kind of, I kind of put my trust in them to put a D- DLC out that'll be worth as much as it's asking for, rather than you know anything else. Yeah, but no, definitely. But definitely. Yeah. Right, I will let you take over with Xbox. Okie dokie. Um, I mean, I think it goes without saying, all of the Xbox talk right now is Series X. Yep. Um, I've seen today um, that um, Microsoft officials have confirmed that they're working on uh, a restructuring, um, almost like a a restructuring of some of the older content, uh, where they're they're basically going to have the ability to apply HDR um, to older titles that didn't have it, Um, so retrospective application. Um, and then they are also looking to um, 
with the Series X unlock the 30 FPS limit for some titles um, and increase it up to 60 um, or in some cases 120 FPS on the older games. Ooh, okay. Um, now they haven't confirmed what titles that's going to be on um, and they've been very light on details other than the fact that it's some kind of um, you know restructuring um, you know of the game and how it works mm. um, but it'll be very interesting to see how they actually pull that off I think it's uh, you know to, to kind of retrospectively go back and, and, and have that level of smoothness applied to games that everybody's probably familiar with um, you know could potentially add an extra dimension of enjoyment to people yeah, it'll be an interesting one, I think, because it'll... Uh, obviously, you know, I'm sure they will do it to a good enough standard, but it'll be interesting to see just how good it looks compared to yeah, what it was so. and how long it takes them to do it. But Exactly. And I, th I mean, the only, th the only issue I potentially see with that is if they, if they take that on and do it with older titles, you know, um, you know Ubisoft have already confirmed that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be capped at 30 FPS on Xbox Series X. See that? Yeah, I, you kind of read my mind because I was about to talk about that. Um, <laughs> I, because I think from what I read, they said Ubisoft said it would hit at least 30. Yeah. But from reading the specs on the hardware, it should be hitting a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the you know the hardware itself should easily cope with. I would have said sixty. Um, you know, if not more, with mm. you know with a little bit of a push. Um, but I think I don't know. I get the impression that potentially Ubisoft are maybe being cautious. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, with with the console itself and and not trying to over-deliver um, and kind of drop Microsoft in some hot water. Because <laughs> uh, I think, you know, um, you know, especially in consoles, you know, uh, from PC gamers uh, to consoles, you, you hear that a lot in the sense of, you know, the PC gamers saying, well, you know, you capped at 30 FPS, so uh, <laughs> come back to us and talk to us when you can actually play it properly at, yeah. at least 60 FPS. Because the recommended requirements, I can't remember what the graphics requirements is for it, but the process, in terms of processor, it recommend the recommended, not even the minimum, the recommended is a first gen Ryzen 5. And that, you know, that's a few years old now. That's not, yeah. you know, it, it, it shouldn't for the hardware that this Xbox supposedly has, it shouldn't be an issue to hit, you know, 60 at 4K pushing on, possibly 120 at not 4K, I don't know, but yeah. So, I, w I was a little bit I don't know what the word is, a bit like mm, okay, dubious Yeah, but I then think I especially guess Sorry, carry sorry, on Sorry, no, I, I guess it's just, like you said Ubisoft trying to be careful and not guarantee things where they can't yeah. I think they are just trying to temper expectations with it um, you know I think they've th you know they've got burnt by that in the past mm. um, you know but they've kind of said oh yeah this game's going to come out and it's going to it's going to run 60 FPS and then it doesn't it you know it runs half that and 
you know, you'd rather set the expectation that it'll do a minimum of 30, and if you can deliver above that, then great. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 30 should be. <laughs> if it can't run 30, then there is an issue, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I would wholeheartedly agree with the the time and effort and investment they've put into that console, um, and the power that they're trying to pack into it. You know, I, I, I genuinely don't see any reason why it won't hit higher than that. But no, you never know. No. You never know. No. Um, the other thing that I've been looking at in the past week, um, trying to piece together um, launch titles for the Series X. Um, I'm not seeing many. <laughs> I, I'm not being biased in any way towards any platform, but I'm not seeing many yet. The only one I can really think of will be Halo. The new Halo is it Halo Infinite? I think uh, it is Infinite, um, and I don't even think they've confirmed it for launch. Oh, uh, it's rumored to be launch, but and you would hope that it's launch. Um, yeah. But I think that the main two that I've seen, um, they've obviously confirmed uh, Fortnite, <laughs> which will be available at launch. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, and then Yakuza Like a Dragon. Okay. Um, which is going to be that's going to um, drop on Xbox. Uh, it's going to be a Series X launch title, uh, and then it's also dropping on Xbox One and Windows 10 with the smart delivery support. Mm. Um, then I mean, yeah, when you on a look at the games that are are slated to be coming, um, you know, there's a lot that's there that's due to be coming, and no doubt, potentially even COVID. Uh, you know, as as a scenario, as maybe kind of push back some of those mm. games that we, you know, we're potentially going to see. Um, but uh, you know, I think stuff like Dirt Five's coming later in the year, um, yeah. so I don't think it's going to make launch. But that's going to come later in the year, um, and that supports up to 120 FPS on the Series X. Okay. Um, and then you've got, I mean, I think a lot of the other ones that people are going to be excited about. Um, Obviously, Cyberpunk earlier in the year is going to yeah. be a pre-launch title, but there's obviously going to be an upgrade path to Series X. Yeah, because they've said that if you have it on Xbox One, like Xbox One X, yeah, you can upgrade for free. You don't have to buy it again. Absolutely. So, um, but the only thing I don't know about you, but I'm obviously they've got these titles that are coming. They're not exclusives. They're all, you know, cross. I say crossplay. They're all on different platforms. Yeah, they are. Um, which I think, in some ways, is where Sony's ahead. I I think certainly coming out of the traps, whilst Microsoft have shown off what their console will look like, what the specs are. You know, they've shown off the controller. Um, you know, and various other little different bits. Um, I th I think. It looks like right now Sony may potentially, if they don't push too much longer with people's patience, they could have a better launch lineup. Mm. Um, and certainly, there's I know there's rumour um, that they're set to uh, drop a whole load of games when they unveil the console, um, which should provide more 
information on what that launch lineup is going to look like for PS5. Yeah. Mm. Um, but there's certainly, yeah, there's certainly a lot. You know, there's certainly a lot um, that's that's due to. You know, it's due to launch, but it's a case of will it make it? Because of course, we still don't know when the consoles are going to land. We just know that it's holiday 2020. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a fair amount there. Um, you know, I know EA Sports obviously have followed suit with um, a lot of the other games developers out there. If you buy like them, I think they announced today because they released the the launch date for Madden 21. Uh, they said if you buy it on the existing Series X, uh, oh. Xbox One X, um, you can then upgrade to it on Series X when you upgrade. I originally heard that that wasn't the case, or that EA were doing something different. I don't know whether that's. I think it was the smart delivery thing. I think they're doing their own version of the smart delivery thing. Uh, yeah, the, it's showing. I think when I read the article on Madden 21, uh, it was showing that it will feature a free upgrade offer. Uh, from the Xbox One version, um, if purchased by December thirty first, twenty twenty, and you must redeem yes, it by you've the got to redeem it by March. March. There we go. That was what I was uh, thinking about. Yeah, that was uh, what I was thinking about. Um, and then, of course, the other title, which I know is going to drop on a couple of platforms, uh, is Chorus. Okay. Um, they dropped the trailer for Chorus a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that looks like that could be quite a tasty title on the on the the Xbox because uh, they're saying that it's going to have ray tracing support on Series X. Oh, okay. Um, but obviously that's looking like it's going to be a 2021 game. Ah, okay. So not not a launch title, but not a launch title, no. But it will come. But it will come. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And there's nothing else that I can see. Well, there's where it's confirmed. Even looking at, you know, first party. I mean, I think you're probably going to see Forza. I would. Yeah, there would be some kind of Forza. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be. be. Forza <laughs> Eight. Well, there has to be. Yeah, there'll be Forza Eight or Horizon Five. Five. five yeah. 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 Um, and I'm I'm assuming things like Minecraft will go on because obviously, Microsoft own Minecraft now. So. Yep. I think the very newly released dungeons possibly i don't know let's let's wait and see see what happens yeah we'll see what they confirm so yeah um i think that pretty much ticks over the xbox news for this week um Mm. not a tremendous amount um obviously it's probably worth touching on the um it's it's a couple of weeks old now, but the uh, the gameplay reveal that they did a couple of weeks ago, mm. I think that was um, that in itself, in in terms of the uh, the console war, was a little bit of a PR nightmare for them because they've they've taken a really big slate in for it because it it really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of heard that it a lot of it wasn't gameplay footage. No, it wasn't. Oh. So they they kind of did this whole oh we're gonna do gameplay reveal and then ended up doing a whole load of cinematic stuff. Oh. And it was just like yeah, that guys, that is not a that, gameplay. That's reveal. not the way to do it. Mm-mm. That was Definitely Valhalla, not. wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was Valhalla. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I'm not saying they're shooting themselves in the foot, but come on. Yeah, it's it's one that you don't mess up, especially when you had people like Ubisoft pushing the hell out of that as a you know as a as a next gen title. As a next gen title, the gameplay reveal, they were hyping it up, and then yeah, it just it fell flat, really, <laughs> really flat. Yeah. What's up in your PS world for this week? So, obviously, the big, big thing that well, I think it was confirmed today or in the last few days, obviously, that the reveal of the PlayStation 5 will be on the 4th of June. They released a lovely little trailer alongside this with a picture of their controller, their new DualShock 5, in black, which, in my opinion, looks a lot better than the white one because the white one looks like a man in a swimsuit. Um... <laughs> but that's that's not the important thing. Um, obviously, is, is it Dual Shock now or is it Dual Sense? I think I it's they Dual. Changed it. I thought it was Dual Shock. I thought I they might dropped Dual Shock this time round. It is Dual Sense. You are absolutely right. Sorry, that's my fault. It is Dual Sense, not Dual Shock. Um, I, I get confused with the names. It's just a controller. <laughs> they don't need to call it anything else. It's a PS5 controller. There you go. I won't call it a Dual Sense. Um, but, it's, but you know, last time last time we spoke about this, you told me that the white one looked like a stormtrooper. It did, yeah, a stormtrooper. <laughs> I'm out of a swimsuit. It just for me when I saw, it, I thought, okay, yeah, it's all right. But it, it, I just couldn't get this image of a person in a swimsuit on my head at all. <laughs> um, same as the Xbox, it's holiday 2020. Um, not confirmed a certain date. Not been a lot of titles confirmed yet, but one of the big ones, obviously we can assume, there is a few big ones, say, um, Ghost of Toshima, which is a PS4 game coming out, I think, in June, is, uh, they think, will head up there onto that, because that will be a relatively new one. I'm assuming The Last of Us 2 will go up there, depending on how well it does. Uh, depends whether they want to leak that before it launches. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm in two minds about it because I, I'm going to be of a very f- select few people that kind of played the first one, didn't really like it. Um, yes, that is shocking. I know. Um, <laughs> I got it, and I thought it's okay. It, it's not. It's nothing special. I mean, yeah, the intro to it was quite heartbreaking, but it. Yeah, the actual gameplay for me wasn't massively enjoyable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a chance to redeem yourself here. Yeah. Um, but Uncharted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Uncharted was pretty good. Okay, that's fine. Um, we we can live with that. We can move on now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, it just wasn't for me. I think, but. Uh, I can understand the frustrations that some people have for the leaked events um, and that was if we're talking about PR nightmares that was a nightmare from the creator of nightmares that was it was awful yeah, I don't know how much you've read or seen at all I am um, I, I, I can't have seen a little bit about the fact that you know right at the start there was an intimation that the um, the, 
the leaks had come from disgruntled Naughty Dog employees, uh, and then I kind of, I, I think the last I caught up with it was that they did a little bit to try and dispel that and say, look, that, that that's not the case, that's not where it came from. Hmm. Um, uh, but, but that's about it. So, I'm going to put a spoiler warning in. I mean, unless you, if you don't want me to say it, I would say it, but if you, if I don't know if you even plan on playing that. You don't have a play PS4 at the moment, do you? So uh, I don't have a PS4 at the moment, and I d right now I don't have any intention of going down PS5. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I, I will put a spoiler warning in place, obviously, because it's going to discuss things that haven't come out yet. Well, um, don't put it in place just for me. Put it in place for anybody else out there listening. Yeah. So no, I know. That's what I meant. It's it's for anyone. Um, if you do not want. <laughs> the Last of Us to be spoiled The Last of Us 2 to, for, for any part of it to be spoiled I would either stop listening for this little bit and will then say when you can listen again um, but yeah and I'm probably going to ruin the story for you maybe I don't know so the leak nah can, can we really do it <laughs> what can we really spoil it yeah I mean the leaks are out there it, it's so not. It, if you literally, all you need to do is go on Twitter and look at a Naughty Dog post and look at the comments, and you can find the entirety of the spoilers in there. Because people true. people are putting videos in there, pictures in there. Um, so it obviously takes place slightly later on from the first one. Um, Joel is killed by. The daughter of an NPC you kill in the first game. Um, right, okay. Yeah. So that everyone was a bit like, okay, um, that's kind of a bit of a random tenuous link to make, you know, an NPC from the first one. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. So that's about halfway through the game. And the other half of that game, you spend playing as that character who kills Joel chasing after Ellie and from right. what I've heard of what I've heard eventually killing Ellie as well but that might be I'm not sure on that one oh, let's hope they uh, they make it so that you have a choice yeah or something just you know or <laughs> yeah. let's just take the game back and rewrite the ending <laughs> that's not even the end that's halfway through uh, and no, they make yeah, you play as a character uh, that from you know from people are saying I don't want to play as this character because they've killed one of my favourite characters and why would I then want to you know play as that person and then go kill one of the other main characters yeah that that doesn't um, me. it doesn't was, make me want to it doesn't make me want to pick it up no in fact it makes me want to move on <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are going um, this is a bit like you know, the Star Wars situation uh, we're going to pretend that this one doesn't exist um, yeah. and there will forever be one Last of Us game and that is it um, there, I think there were other issues surrounding that but I don't really want to get into that because that's yeah. it's yeah um, but back onto the PS5 back onto the good things the important things yes um, indeed there is apparently rumours of a second gen PlayStation VR to go alongside the PlayStation 5, which would be an interesting one. I have used Ooh. virtual reality, so 
Shooter, um, that'd be pretty good. I don't know what they're going to change, um, but yeah. I suppose I they have to. They've probably got to up the specs to handle. Uh, yeah, handle. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've used VR a handful of times. It's not for PC. It's just well, it, it's such an expensive option to go for. And I don't have yeah, I don't no, have the space to set up a VR space. <laughs> um, being a student, I don't really have you know bountiful amounts of room to set up a whole room just dedicated to virtual reality. Really? Yeah, I live in student accommodation, and to set up like HTC Vive, you know, kind of a a room for that, <laughs> you need quite a lot of space. Is that not what they do? Is that not what students do now? No? What? <laughs> Just spend copious amounts of money on video games and... Yeah. Yeah. I... Well... I would say yes, but not probably not to that extent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I can't speak for everyone. So, you know, if you are a student out there and you've bought virtual reality, you're doing well for yourself. If you've got enough room to be able to play that, keep doing whatever you're doing. Um, Absolutely. The other thing, obviously, is the price. The PS4 and the PS4 Pro at launch were both three fifty, uh, or three ninety nine if you're in the US. Yeah. Leaks are suggesting it's around the five hundred dollar mark. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 to be honest with you, I, th I think I seen some of that earlier part of that discussion, and they were saying that they. They were very cagey on releasing the price, um, but they were doing everything they could to make sure that it represented the value for what they've put into the next generation of console. Mm. Which tells me that it's going to be higher than yeah. what, what we've seen previously. Um, I, I'm going to go out there and put that. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I think what we're going to see is closer to $600. That's what I saw originally, um, because I, I it was like a, a take it with a few pinches of salt kind of yeah. leak where they found like a leaked pricing list and they did conversion and it came up to like 600, 500 pounds or something in the UK, which is, uh, for a console it's a lot, but obviously if you've got the specs to back that up, then I guess you know, people spend that kind of money on PCs, so yeah. it's, it's, it's a difficult one because mm. I think console gamers are generally considered to be uh, more casual based gamers yeah and, and, and uh, I think you'll probably find that on the casual end of the scale people will struggle to drop somewhere between five and six hundred of dollars on a console yeah, yeah it sure it you'll have you'll have people that will will get it because it's the latest thing and and, mm. and that's what it is and that's what they do and that's absolutely fine but I mean and that's of course you know let's not forget we're in the middle of a pandemic mm -hmm. whilst they've confirmed that it's still going ahead it's still going to be a global launch. I think it's fair to say that we're going to see shortages. Yep. I don't think they're going to have anywhere near the quantity they would have wanted to drop. 
I think that's going to play to the fact that the price is going to be higher, which means the people that really want it, right, uh, you know, right from day one, are going to be the ones that are going to get it. Mm -hmm. And then it won't start picking up traction until easily first quarter, first or second, you know, first second quarter of mm. of twenty twenty one. When it's a bit more if available. When it's a bit more available, you might see the price dip a fraction and make it more investable for people. Because mm. I, I know it's I could be wrong. It's hard to compare it at the moment. But you know, you take like an Xbox One S, Black Friday deals. They were going for like one hundred and thirty pounds here. Yep. So, is is a jump? It's a three hundred and seventy pound jump. For okay, if you look at it from this way, it's got a really ignorant approach, but for practically the same thing, I, is it worth that? I don't know. But Ta like you said, time will tell. Time will tell, and the people who really do want it will get it. Um, yeah. And then. Absolutely. The last thing I'll say on that is they've said that quotation marks almost all PS4 games um, will be backwards compatible, um, and they said they will launch with support for the majority of the top 100 PS4 games. So I'll take that as the best-selling one. So you know your God of War, etc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. It's June 4th. Um, various different times. I think it's one o'clock US time, isn't it? Yeah, one o'clock um, PT, which is Pacific. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and then four p.m. Eastern time, and then nine p.m. for us here in the UK. Um, Excellent. Apparently, over Twitch, YouTube, and their website. So. Well, I assume they've, they've updated the blog today as well, haven't they? So I think so, I think yeah. That kind of gave everybody the nudge that something was about something to Something was happening, yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, I, I think we'll keep our eyes peeled. be interesting to see what drops next week. Mm. Um, and I think they're certainly promising a, a fairly healthy catalogue of games will probably be showcased at the same time. And that might just give it an edge that I think Xbox doesn't quite have yet could well do I think next week is very big um, potentially in the in the swing of the console stuff I know Xbox have got stuff coming up in the coming weeks um, you know with the you know there's undoubtedly going to be through summer game fest you're going to see stuff um, yeah. and you know various other online events you're going to see stuff drop um, but yeah I think next week is going to be a very um, a very telling week potentially for that you know for that next gen console war. Yeah, for sure sure because I think you know it's nearly June and June is usually had it not been cancelled E3 and whilst Sony pulled out of that last year and I can't remember if they pulled out of that the year before yeah. June is your usual kind of this is what's coming next type thing yeah, for most people so yep. um, but yeah I will pass over to you with Stadia well actually before we before we jump on I think we need to touch on the other one for next week there's another event that's dropped um, which has been a b little bit of a surprise um, and it's being quoted as something that's going to rile up the gaming industry <laughs> okay. um, and I don't know if you've uh, you've read about this but um, it's Sega's 60th 
I yeah. did hear a bit about this, yeah. Um, now, obviously, I think people have gone into, you know, you've got some end of the, f the people that have read into it and, and gone, oh my god, Sega are going to produce a new console. I, to be honest with you, the way they exited the game market, I really cannot see it. Uh, you know that they're not the game market as a whole, but the, you know the hardware market. Mm. Um, you know, coming through the Mega Drive, Mega Drive Two, Dreamcast. You know, they 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 didn't get to the same pinnacle, and then they just went to kind of a you know a third party. Yeah. Third party developer. Um, you know, let's let's not forget. Um, Sonic is also thirty this year is insane um, you know but they've been teasing up you know that there'll be sonic updates one a week uh, you know since the start of the year um, I, I mean I I don't know what to I don't know what to make of the announcement you know I mean it's I can't see a series of games gonna be something that's gonna rile up the industry mm. So that would tell me that it's pretty big. It, it must it, it, it must be fairly big. I, if they really think it's going to have that kind of scope, it must exactly. be, you know, it, it's not just, you know, oh, here's another Sonic title. It will be something yeah, big. I mean, I've seen a lot of, um, you know, through various gaming communities, there's a lot of people suggesting um, a form of strategic partnership with PlayStation. Okay. Okay. Um, which you know is t perfectly possible. Um, the outside one, of course, that I've got my fingers crossed with that I really think would rile the industry is some kind of strategic partnership with uh, Stadia and Google. <laughs> that would be an interesting one. You know, I think. Uh, well, I think if serious, if serious Sam Four's got anything to go by, if Sega come out and do something on that scale, I, I think it potentially could very much rile the industry up because you know the amount of backlash that people you know that console gamers and uh you know pc gamers and, and fans of the you know the serious sam collection everybody was like what the hell you know that's why is it exclusive to stadia i think you know? yeah i think they kind of explained that in a bad way though because it's also available on steam the same day yeah, exactly. And it's you know, the Stadia is effectively it's I say it's PC, isn't it? But with you know, it's kind of PC level hardware, but with yeah. a controller. It's yeah. So I think it gets tarnished under the kind of console brush, but it's it is effectively in some ways PC, isn't it? Really, yeah. it's yeah. Well, yeah. I th I think so. I think it it certainly it's got the ability to the scalability to head that way. Mm. Um, certainly, you know, it's on as it stands right now. It's on a par with current gen, um, and you know, we know that kind of the murmurings of a second gen. There's developers out there that have said their new game, you know, um, actually runs better on Stadia Gen Two hardware. Now, obviously, we don't know which developer that is. We don't know which game it is, but. Nevertheless, it's interesting 
that what you know what's coming out of developers' mouths is well, actually, our game runs better on Stadia Gen 2 hardware or a Stadia upgrade hardware than it does uh, on an Xbox Series X. That's and um, that's you know, I think yeah. it just gets, goes to show how much they can kind of leap forward as they yeah. uh, if they try it. Yeah. Um, which ties very nicely um, into coming on to the Stadia section. I know we touched on Stadia a little bit at the start, um, but um, obviously yesterday they announced the pro games for June. Yeah. All five of them. Um, which, you know, was a massive drop. You know, they, they've long since said, oh, you know, you'll get, Realistically, you probably get two games a month on the pro subscription, um, and you know there's been some months we've got three, um, some months there've been more, um, but I mean this month to drop five, and I'm actually doing them a disservice there because there's actually six. Yeah, so if we go there through is. the games that are dropping. Um, obviously, we've got Get Packed, um, which launched on the you know um, the platform a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got Little Nightmares, um, which I'm really looking forward to that dropping on the platform because mm-hmm. it's it's a fantastic little game. Um, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Um, <laughs> it's it's an interesting one because I haven't seen Power Rangers for years. So, oh, yeah. It, uh, well, I think I said to you when I, you know what I heard about it, I didn't even know that Power Rangers was still a thing. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, then we've got uh, Super Hot. Oh, uh, incredible! Looks, looks like it's going to be great fun. I've not got any experience of that, so Stadia will be my first. It's a lot of fun. Hot. I've played it on PC and I've played it on virtual reality. Both of them are good fun. Um, so I think I think you'll really enjoy it. it it's different. It's very different um, from what the kind of games I'm used to playing. Uh, yeah. But but that wasn't a bad thing. I really enjoyed it. No, um, no, I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. Um, then the fifth one is Panzer Dragoon. A lot of people are quite excited about that. Yeah, I mean it's the full remake with a you know with a, a patched update that's launching at the same time. Um, now the thing that I I picked up on this. I know Stadia, had, um, or I should say Sega, put out announcements um, um, to say that they were recruiting for people um, to work on uh, Linux-based uh, development. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously, you know, there's no guarantees that that's Stadia. Um, but I think I found it very timely that we get a Sega title drop. On the first of June on the platform, three days before a Sega announcement, which is going to rile up the industry. Just to check something. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That Sega announcement is on the fourth of June as well. It is, yeah. Which is is why people are saying that all, all roads lead to PlayStation. But okay, no, that would it would make a lot of sense to be with PlayStation. Um, yeah, oh. I think so. I can't remember what time the Sega announcement is actually. Just okay. have a look. Um, let's have a look. It's uh, it's a brave choice. 
if it's not PlayStation related to put it on the same day. I think that's a brave, brave choice. Well, you know, I think they've got to do something to, you know. Because the Sony boys have been waiting for this one for a while, so Sega really have to pull something out of the bag. Just looking now, see if I'm there. Oh, I can't see. Mm. I can't see a time for okay. it. I can just see June 4th, so I'm going to so move it on. It now. is on June 4th, but yeah. we don't know a time. Okay. No, I can't find it, so. Um. So yeah, that's interesting. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of excitement for that dropping on the platform, especially in the Stadia community. There's massive excitement on the fact that that's finally here. There's a lot of people super excited for it. Yeah. Um, and then, probably the biggest drop for the June Pro title um, is the <laughs> what will feel like it's gone on forever. But the Elder Scrolls Online launch on Stadia is going to be free for Stadia Pro. Um, and that includes uh, the Morrowind chapter uh, with pre PC crossplay support and cross progression. Oh, okay. Which it, you know is a pretty good drop. That's um, a good. Obviously, yeah. you know the new um, the new chapter you'll still have to buy. Um, and rumor has it they're going to be doing some bundles um, at launch and some discount if you buy the. Uh, if you buy the bundle at the same time as it drops on the uh, store, yeah, you're going to get okay. some discount. Okay. Um, we'll see what those look like. Mm -hmm. um, the thing I find interesting about that is that means, obviously, Stadia's been in this period of the last uh, couple of months where you get two months for free. Yeah. Um, obviously, they announced a couple of weeks back that from June, uh, June 3rd, it's dropping down to one month free. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that if you've signed up before the 3rd of June, you will have a total of 18 free games on Stadia. <laughs> so, if we, if, we, you know, if we take those six that we've just mentioned, yeah. you'll also have Destiny 2 The Collection, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, mm -hmm. Grid, Serious Sam Collection, Spitlings, Stacks on Stacks, on Stacks, uh, Steam World Quest, Hand of Gilgamesh, uh, Steam World Dig Two, Steam World Heist, Zombie Army Four, Dead War, uh, The Turing Test, and Guilt. Which, you have to say, I mean, I know a lot of people, um, especially who have, have come into the community, um, who have taken the free trial. Uh, tried it for two months, you know, or tried it for a week or two, and then gone and bought themselves a Chromecast Ultra um, and the con, you know, and the the controller, and yep. the Premier Edition, um, on the back of how well that it's it's done. But to get all those games for free, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I know there's been, a, you know, there's a lot of the other content creators out there that have have done the calculations and worked it out. If you've had Stadia since launch. Most people have spent uh, in the region of twenty six, twenty seven dollars, something like that, Yee. and um, and they will be up to the best part of twenty six titles. Yes, I think so. I think that makes titles yeah. possibly actually. 
you know, which is absolutely ridiculous in terms of the value that that represents. If you're just playing mouse keyboard, um, you know, with a Chrome browser or a PlayStation controller or a third-party controller plugged into your PC, you know, that um, that size of a game library for that amount of investment is ridiculous. Mm. That's let alone the fact that you might have dropped, let's say for argument's sake, you dropped a hundred quid, uh, you know, or hundred twenty quid, I should say, on the uh, on the Chromecast Ultra with the Premier Edition, so you get the controller to play in, in f- you know, four K on the TV. It's still not a tremendous amount of of outlay for people, um, especially for the casual gamer. Mm. I think especially when you take that into account, looking at next-gen consoles dropping, where people are talking about five, six hundred pounds, you know, it's a, a, f- a yeah. fraction of the cost, and you know, y- you can play your games instantly. You can claim them. I mean, th- there's various content creators out there that have got purchased to play. Uh, they love doing it on their live streams. They say, "I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna live stream this today," uh, and then they will show you it you know, then purchasing it and playing it, um and it's showing how quick it actually takes. And it's it's you know, it's just ridiculous. It, yeah, I mean especially, you know, certain games on there, like okay, Destiny Two the collection only just got its most recent story. I think it was only recent unless I'm, you know, forgetting about how long it's been out. Um but that's you know, by that by itself, if you were to buy that digitally, that's what sixty quid to buy the whole thing, uh, to buy yeah, the collection. Yeah, uh, I think th- I've got a funny feeling they've got it at forty quid on the store on the on the Stadia store. Mm, okay, but, but even still, but even still, that's forty quid. You've then got Zombie Army Four Dead War yeah. that came out only recently. Yeah. Um, Grid came out the back grid, end of last year. Yeah, it's they they aren't all indie titles. They are titles from big people. Yeah, you know, and you've, especially like you've got Codemasters, you've got F one twenty twenty coming out on Stadia at, at the same time as everything else. Yeah. Um, for me, it, a lot of people the the criticism I see a lot of the time is that Google have done this and they're just going to go, okay, it didn't work. We're going to just get rid of it. But if people like Codemasters are still saying, you know, we're making F1 2020 same release date as every other console, it kind of shows to me that Google's still got their heart in this. This isn't going to be a thing that's going to go away. No. The amount of investment Google have taken to get to this point and the amount of buy-in they've got from developers, it's not just going to drop away. No, I mean it was only it, you know the last couple of weeks Ubisoft themselves have said that their games are doing uh, you know their games are doing good on um, on Stadia. Mm. Um, you know they they're grateful for the platform because they've got their developers testing on it. Yeah. You know yeah. during COVID. Um, you know, and when you've got a big a big player like Ubisoft saying that about a platform. Then, you know, I know, Ubi, you know, I know Ubisoft. They've had a little bit of a, 
a turbulent time but certainly when you look at their catalogue of games what they've got coming uh, you know in the latter half of this year um, and, you know and beyond <laughs> there's just it's the kind of support that you need um, and of course the, you know they're still intended on bringing Uplay Plus to the platform as well mm. although I hope they don't bring that to the platform too soon because the number of Ubisoft titles I've got I don't think Uplay Plus would be worth it right <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't think for you you've got most <laughs> of it already anyway so <laughs> um, yeah um, so I'm, you know I'm, I'm super excited for June on the platform to get stuck into those games um, I really want to I've never played Elder Scrolls before what? So um, hang on whoa 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 you talked to me about The Last of Us and you've never played an Elder Scrolls game before yeah I okay know, yeah um, <sighs> so I'm looking forward to it you know I'm looking forward to throwing myself into it from what I hear I may as well com- you know kiss goodbye to sleep life work <laughs> family, pretty much everything, because it will get you like that. But yeah, um, no, I, I was a big fan of Skyrim, um, and I played. I can't remember how many hours I played, but if you compare it, some of the people I know, yeah, you know, they hit. They've easily hit a few thousand hours on Skyrim alone, um, and that, that I think that kind of speaks for itself. I think, <laughs> um, yeah. What my are you most excited about in that in that lineup. In that lineup, um, I can't remember if you mentioned it or not, but I'm interested in Get Packed because uh, yes, it yeah. it looks like a fun little kind of game you play as a family type thing. You know that kind of your overcooked type of game. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome fun. Um, you know they've just done some patch uh, patched into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great fun. I'm, I mean, if I'm honest, I'm probably slightly frustrated that it's gone to pro so soon. <laughs> because you've already paid for it. Because I've not long bought it. But, yeah. Um, but nevertheless, you know. No, yeah. Um, I think it's important to get it out there into as many people. Um, mm. And I know it's, um, you know, it's a game I'll enjoy playing with you as well. No, yeah, definitely. I'm, um, I'm a bit of a sucker for indie games at the moment. I think. Whilst there's been big releases, I think more I've been looking at more indie games. Really, I think. Um, you, uh, th- that's the one thing in I have to say about Stadia. Um, that it has done for me. Um, I never used to really play indie games, mm. but on Stadia, I find myself playing indie games. Um, so I've probably grown as a gamer in that sense. No, Rather yeah. Rather than just playing, no, yeah. you know, smash it out of the park, AAA titles. I'm now finding that I'm playing indie games at the same time. It's and nice I'm to play indie games. Just as much enjoyment out of them, mm. if not more, than some of the big games. Yeah, because you get to see, you know, what little developers with a tiny little budget can do when it's just them and what they want to make, rather than yep. what corporate tells them to make. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and then the other things that we've got, I'm going to touch on for this week very quickly because uh, I know we're probably running short on time. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 dropped a new sizzle today. 
Okay. Um, so they've dropped a new video, um, and they've announced that there'll be more of an update on the game on June 6th. Nice. Cool. Um, so that takes us towards the end of next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other thing that I wanted to, to come back to is I know you um, touched on some of the negative criticism that the platform had had surrounding latency. Um, seemed it's the biggest complaint that I think. Um, yes. You know that. You can find anywhere. To, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you can find anywhere. Um, you know, and I think there's been a couple of things that have dispelled that in the, the last couple of weeks. I think the Doom update. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they've retested it, and the late the uh, the input lag um, was less than it was on Xbox One X. <laughs> okay. Af- after the update. All right. So. Um, the input lag argument's done, put to bed. People can firmly shut up about that one now. <laughs> um, the only other thing I have discovered personally in the last couple of weeks is um, I made the jump to try and... Um, I wanted to get rid of my Virgin Superhub. Yeah. Um, and upgrade to a different grade of Wi-Fi. Um, and being heavily invested in the kind of Google ecosystem... I decided to go for the Nest Wi-Fi, mm. um, and my Stadia performance went to pieces. Oh, um, <laughs> when I upgraded to Nest Wi-Fi. That's not um, a fantastic. No, it wasn't a fantastic thing. Um, luckily, um, you know, being in the IT industry, I was able to get to the bottom of it. Look at how. I had my Wi-Fi set up previously, how yeah. I had it set up on Nest to see what the, the core differences were. Um, and it pretty much came down to the fact that on uh, my Superhub, I had my 2.4 and 5 gig bands split. Yep. Um, and I had all like smart home devices um, and IoT devices on 2.4 gig. And then uh, my Pixelbook, mobile phones, iPads in the house. Um, Drop those onto the five gig. Um, mm. So that's how I have my old setup. On the Nest Wi-Fi, you can't split the bands. It intelligently selects or prioritizes what the devices go onto. Okay. Um, and that seemed to kill my Stadia performance because that's I've got Google Home Minis and all that sort of stuff. Um, I did talk to Google support about it. Um, and I basically explained all the troubleshooting that I'd done and Google Wi-Fi, um, or Google Tech Support I should say, concluded that the um, what I'd arrived to was the reason for my performance drop on Stadia. Okay. Was because that it had prioritised so many devices to 5 gig. Yeah. Um, that it was actually having an impact because obviously 5 gig doesn't have as much bandwidth as the 2.4. No, um, it's, it's faster, but it's not the bandwidth exactly. is not as strong. Exactly. Um, so that well and truly throttled it. Um, I switched back to my Virgin Hub. Um, two, you know, two split bands again. Uh, Stadia performance went back to absolutely perfect. Okay. So, you know, if there is anybody out there listening that has heard bad things or is struggling with it have a look at your wi-fi setup um, reach out to us if you like um we'll more than happily give you some tips on how you can split the wi-fi for sure um, definitely 
and uh, I think you'll see a, an improvement in the performance. Definitely, definitely. Excellent. I uh, have like, I think there's like two other little things, maybe. Um, I don't know. One of them you'll definitely be interested in. The other one probably not. Um, Fortnite, the new season, uh, got delayed again. I think. <laughs> um, I don't know when the season started, but it's now meant to end on in June. I think it's been a good few months. Um, yeah. I I stopped playing it really. I kind of. I loved it. Played it for the ten seasons that it was in the original map, and then kind of played it when it went to the new map but it's kind of stopped after that um, and the other thing is next week at, they haven't said when uh, as far as I know but EA have said their new Star Wars game is ready to be announced from next week um, and that one does spark my interest yes um, given the success of Fallen Order I would assume it's a single player possibly Why? with multiplayer in I don't know I would because there, there is a famous quote of EA a while back saying people don't want single player games anymore they put the Fallen Order out that was only single player and it was one of the best selling titles so yeah. I hopefully and I mean it was Respawn that did it so and Respawn did a damn good job of it hopefully it's another single player game maybe some multiplayer in it um, I don't know if the world is ready for another battlefront because they tried twice and albeit yes they fixed the second one eventually when it came out it was not good um, typical EA fashion of microtransactions but they changed that so I will give them the benefit of the doubt given what they did with the Fallen Order and I shall see where they go from there next week I'll keep her eyes peeled yes. I'll keep her eyes peeled um, I think the um, in terms of freebies or giveaways um, oh the, um, the one sorry I you go the one that I picked up on was Borderlands Handsome Collection that's the one I was going to say yep um, it's free until the 6th of June on the Epic Store. Awesome. Is it the 6th uh, of June? Or is it the 6th of July? Uh, I think it's free until the 6th of June. Okay. I better get that before I forget, actually. That's a good point. Yeah, you better had. And then... Other freebies... Oh, the PlayStation Plus games for June are... Call of Duty World at War... No, War. not World at War. Call of Duty World War, World War yeah. 2 is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, there's so many I forget now um, and then hot off the heels of our Star Wars conversation it's Battlefront 2 Battlefront 2 yeah. um, which that, that's a fairly good selection I think people were not very happy with May because it had like farming simulator in and or something else um, yeah I don't think it's been a uh, I don't think May was a successful month for them so they thought okay June you know we'll we'll step it up a bit um, yeah, and they have no, so fair play to them um, um, is I there any X freebies? Um, Xbox Gold for June uh, The Shantai and the Pirate's Curse 
and Coffee Talk. Uh, Destroy All Humans and Cinemora. I've only ever heard of one of those, but I'm uh, sure each and every one of them are good enough. I'm assuming they're indie games. They sound indie. They don't sound major developer. Uh, Destroy All Humans is THQ. Oh, yeah, apart from that one. Yeah, that's so is that a remaster or is it? Uh, no, it looks like a classic. Okay. Okay. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, that will be interesting. I'll I think that's it. If it is. Yeah, I think that is it for this week. I think, don't think there's anything else. No, I think that pretty much brings us to a wrap on uh, our inaugural episode of the Gaming Hook. Um, I hope everybody's enjoyed it. I hope you'll join us all soon. Um, we're going to try and do this weekly um, and try and keep up to date with everything that we can um, as much as our schedules permit. So please forgive us. Um, but we hope yes. you enjoyed it. Yes. Um, we certainly did. Uh, it was our first run at it um, and it's been great fun. So we'll uh, definitely yeah. be back to do it again. Uh, definitely. Excellent. Great news. I'll uh, stay safe and keep on gaming and yep. uh, keep hooked, guys. Keep hooked.